Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. The other young talent here at AEW, and I say, hang on, hang on a minute. Let's restart this party, shall we? So I'm going to go ahead and retire the nickname Voice of the Voiceless because I don't need to be that anymore. This place has a voice. And there's people back there that listen. You know why I'm here. Darby Allen, I've watched you. I see you. You're reckless to a point of destruction like you just want to end yourself. And I sit back and I look at a guy like you and I look at all the other young talent here at AEW and I say, can CM Punk still go? Does CM Punk still have what it takes? Can CM Punk still be the best in the world? And if the answer is yes, it starts with Darby Allen because I look at Darby and I see somebody that would have been my favorite wrestler when I was 15 years old. I look at Darby Allen and I see myself. He's somebody that doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what somebody else thinks a professional wrestler is. Darby's not the biggest. He's not the strongest. But God damn it, he's got heart. And if I'm going to answer those questions to myself, can you still go? Can you still be the best? Can you still be the best in the world? Central Pacific Time. Sorry for the technical difficulties at the beginning. The point is, I can do all the interruptions for the intros, but it's not about me. This is about punk and what 
he has done will be saved for shortly thereafter the lovely SmackDown Live review. Okay, am I going to go in order? Am I going to just be mindless and, and do this thing where I just go based off a of script, you know, and, and do everything that I'm told to do? Well, I don't want to leave little to the imagination, but we do kind of have to follow a format, folks. <laughs> First and foremost, a little teaser. If you think for one second that CM Punk came back for himself, that's only – I'm going to leave it up to you guys. What what was the reasoning behind his speeches, his comebacks, his teasers for AEW? And we'll save that for off the rails, but um, we got to make business as business as usual. Happy birthday to the awesome that is Pizza Simpson. Bad shout-out to my co-host who cannot be here today. He is taking time off on his 40th birthday. Happy birthday to a dude who has been very, very loyal, a very loyal co-host. So we'll get that form- – not formality. I will get that accolade out the way. He has been very uh, – been a very good blessing and um, for this show. So – the 40 years that he's been on this earth, we want to say thank you. Thank you, sir, for not just existing, but being a, a voice, a guide to the show. You have no idea what this man is capable of, okay? He is my co-host, producer, friend, and I've barely known this man, and I want to, from the bottom of my heart, say thank you for helping structure this show the way it is today. And just want to say thanks, dude. Thank you for being born. Thank you for making this show a hit. Um, we now reached almost all 8,000 all-time listens right here on Russell Radio Network, so thank you to those listening. Thank you to the new listeners for lending your ears to this crazy chaos on Russell Radio Network. We're going to start right out the gate, folks, with a SmackDown Live review. So, if you could please, Maestro. It's an old theme, and I do not own the rights. All rights reserved to Jim Johnson in the recording studio for recording this lovely, lovely, lovely theme. SmackDown Wave. Hit it. Let me see here. 
to some of this other song, Naomi in the back with uh, Sonia Deville saying, when am I going to get my chance at the man? She did have a really good match with Becky Lynch, and that was before the pandemic, if I remember correctly. And then you see Paul Heyman being locked out because the Usos were in there. <clears throat> they were discussing whether or not Paul Heyman had turned his back on the tribal chief, you know, due to what happened at SummerSlam with Roman Reigns and the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. So I guess they made Lesnar a fucking... I, you know what? Who cares? So Finn Balor came back, and we, you know, here at Wrestle Radio Network never cease to amaze me. So though this clip may be long, I implore you to listen to this because it's very, very important. So apologize for the length, folks. We're going to play... We're going to do a little something different on this review, if you will. So please... Be advised, I do not own the rights to this clip on Friday Night SmackDown on 827, all rights reserved for the World Wrestling Entertainment Creative Team. Again, I do not own the rights to the writing and creative writing process, and the opinion does not reflect on the company WWE itself. Just play the clip. for 10 seconds or 5 seconds of patient identification right here on Wrestle Radio Network. Summer Slam by John Cena. 
Hey, don't worry, I haven't forgotten about Steen. I'll deal with him in due time. But now, Edge is talking about the Universal Championship. And Brock Lesnar's back. I was going to come out here and challenge you to a match at our next pay-per-view Extreme Rules. But seeing as I don't trust anyone around here, and I'm not waiting in line, I'm challenging you to a match for the Universal Championship next week on SmackDown. SmackDown Live, and they said they were going to be where? They said they were going to be where? Jacksonville. Isn't that the home port of AEW where they stood, you know, for a little tidbit, you know, during this thing we call pandemic? All I'm trying to say is overall SmackDown Live is starting to cohesively put together. They have been. What am I saying? They have put together a show. It's not just, let's get on the microphone and let's, you know, be a bunch of pompous millionaires that are just, you know, Vince's puppets. I don't fucking think that's how this goes. Especially for a brand that's been kicking Raw's ass, in my mind, as far as quality goes. And yes, I know, it's a brand tied to the old man. What am I getting at? It was a damn good show. It had... Collectively put together what I like to call what a wrestling show should look like, in my personal opinion. Because, one, you shouldn't spend 50, actually less than that, you shouldn't spend 17 to 20 minutes on a microphone and then no action, nothing. Now both brands are incorporating the fact that I have a conflict with you and now I'm going to kick your ass. In this very ring And it's not as cheesy as what I just said The sentiment that is But 
fact hound did its job. And yes, they're going to emanate from Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know how well they're going to be perceived since AEW has been sitting there for a very, very, very long time. And they have a, you know, they've got a pay-per-view, uh, pay yeah, well, they have a pay-per-view event coming up or similar to. All I'm telling you guys is a SmackDown Live, they finally are implementing characters that should have been implement or incorporated on that brand or any brand for that matter a very long time ago, but better late than never. So with that being said, folks, the following content contains – wait, am I getting ahead of myself? I know I, I shouldn't do one hot take without – my partner in crime, and I'm not going to, but I am going to touch base of what Samoa Joe had said, and he's regarding, you know, leaving through a rival brand, AEW. He said, you know, if I play for an NFL team, what would be the point of me playing for that one team one week and then going out and playing for the, uh, that division rival the next? Loyalty is what he was stressing. So that's a nice little segue into a segment that's been around for, wow, five years total. Five years. Five years this this show has been around. But, you know, the following content contains expletive language and opinions that are not reflections upon the companies, WWE, AEW, old WCW, NWA, current NWA, AEW, and various other wrestling professional wrestling companies. If you are offended by said content, again, these opinions and verbiages are not the weak at heart. They, uh, this, the following content contains expletive language not suitable for minors under the age of 18. If you have someone repeat this during the school year because now kids are flowing back to school, allow me to tell you, Either that kid is listening to my show, that's great, but I don't want to be the reason why they get detention, okay? Just tell them to just put ear, you know, put ear swabs in their fucking ears, you know? Clog them up. Anyways, I, I occasionally drop more F-bombs in D-Day, okay? All right. <clears throat> With that being said, let me get my chaos. In order. Oh, and uh, if you please, we're you know formatting the show a different way. We will be launching YouTube in the near future. Yes. Will I sound like I'm on a phone talking to nobody? Those days are gonna be put behind us fairly soon. Anyways, I digress. Let's get to off the wheels. <laughs> And we're not going to piss on this establishment. Oh, 
clip you heard at the very beginning of this show. CM Punk hasn't been seen inside a wrestling ring, and no, I don't count talking smack and raw talk to be an exemplary compliment to a guy that spoke his mind and was not afraid to speak his mind. So, I'm telling you guys from straight from my heart that when I saw or when I heard that CM Punk was returning to wrestling, and even though it's not WWE, which I spend most of my time covering, and I'm just going to be honest with you, sometimes when I cover I get lost in tra- – actually, most of the time, my partner would agree. I get lost in translation when speaking about certain subjects, and I get so engro- so immersed that I forget nobody's listening. And when he came back, wow – that even made podcasts a whole lot better and and to listen to and feel like, okay, we're not lost in translation. We're not trying to swim for subjects to cover. And, you know, thanks to my partner in crime who covers a wide spectrum, I now have something to cover as well and not just one particular wrestler. When he's like, that's, if you just be patient, that's a different brand for a different day. He's referring to, I don't know if they're friends or not, I don't know. And I'm not going to jump to conclusion based on the fact of what I see, what I have seen thus far in AEW before he came, it wasn't terrible. It just needed some fine-tuning. And instead of just some fine-tuning, well, it looks like a brand-new Lamborghini or a brand-new whatever your favorite car is. That's what CM Punk has done to AEW. Does it sound like him kissing his ass? Probably. But if you want to talk ratings, I mean, I can look those up, folks, but – I've done that most of the majority of my fucking time on this show going over numbers, not going over how wrestling as a whole has changed. And obviously changed the landscape when they articles have been written about how Becky Lynch's imp you know, her her return and Brock Lesnar's return did not impact as much as CM Punk's. They're telling the goddamn truth. You want to talk about a guy who can get on a microphone and speak his, not only speak his mind, but the perfect example of how you do a wrestling promo, building someone up and saying, can I still go? So it was a face-on-face promo with him speaking about Darby Allen and how when he was 15 years old and he gave the spiel of, this is who I, you know, if I was a 15-year-old dude seeing a guy like Darby Allen, I wanted to be just like him because he had no place. He was a cast-off. And how does this tie in with making professional wrestling better? Well, um, I know that ratings probably dropped for WWE, but as of the month of July, this is what, uh, this is the viewership ITN in the U.S., according to ITNWWE.com. So, AEW Dynamite's weekly TV show, which airs on TNT, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so... The show went head-to-head with WWE and NXT Network 2019, and it got 1.4 million viewership versus 0.68, and a rating, and that was their rating for the 18 to 49 demo. This is old. This is not what I wanted. So as of August the 2nd, I'm going to look at these numbers. SpiteGameMedia.com. And it does you know does this have any science? So. AEW and WWE ratings record Dynamite does second highest 18 to 49 number in company history. And this company's only been around for 
three years, give or take, because I, you know, this says AEW Dynamite tops one million viewers for the fourth consecutive week. Well, that's a nice, sexy number, but it's not the most important. The show's rating in the 1849 demo climbed up for the third consecutive week and hit the highest level in show's history on Wednesday night. So um, they averaged, for August the 2nd, they averaged 1,102,000 viewers on Wednesday night. It's only relatively bad news, and it's not. Um, I think this was, yeah, this was before Punk. And it said they actually dropped a very slight 0.5% from the previous week. More importantly, the show averaged 0.46 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, which was up 2.2% from July the 28th. What do numbers have to do? You know, this was before CM Punk. So they were rolling numbers-wise, but quality-wise, in my personal opinion, of watching their shit, and my partner can disagree, like we can tell when you didn't watch it, but let me tell you, I did watch replays, my friend, and to express concern is like the slightest bit of their problems. AEW does a great job in giving fans not the condensed version of a you know of a character like for example Bray Wyatt or Alexa Bliss or you know trying to put characters in a cage and then condense them to their version of what they want but the, okay I digress but before CM Punk this is what they were producing and if they have a 0.46 rating for the age groups so of 18 to 49 that's very important. Because that's from teenager to, you know, my age. I'm not in my 40s, you asshat. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning. Thank you. So, to me, their ratings had gone down. It was, you know, they were trying to, they weren't trying to overcompensate. In my humble opinion, they were doing the best to entertain their crowd. Is AEW's crowd similar to ECW's and WCW's? Probably. I mean, if you blend the two together, if I if I sat and compared WCW and ECW to AEW, there are certain hits and misses when I do that. My partner would totally disagree with me and say that they're not and some of their show is shit. And I would say, well, you know, it's a matter of opinion. But from what I have seen, their crowds, when I hear them, they chant along with Jericho's theme. They sing along to it. They also, you know, they will chant certain things. And it's like, wow, I feel like this is modern day wrestling war. It truly is. And thanks to me spouting off the numbers for you guys, free CM Punk, when he came back to Chicago, and even Jim Cornette, who is extremely critical on a lot of talent, modern talent, said this was probably the best thing for Punk's career, for AEW, because all around, if you look at AEW, they were trying I don't know if they're gasping for air I don't in their minds they probably were not but CM Punk holy shit it went from let's have the young bucks 
and Kenny Omega go after this group of guys. And let's, you know, have the championships kind of circulate around, but not really. We're not going to let them breathe. The Young Bucks. To, wow, I wonder if CM Punk's going to interact with anybody. And he just didn't, you know, he was fearless. He said, well, now I guess, you know, I can go after Darby Allen. That's pretty badass coming from a dude who hasn't been seen on TV in almost, my God, dude. It has been since his firing from WWE and entering action. CM Punk hasn't competed in an actual wrestling ring, in my estimation, of about seven to eight years since he has been on live televised events. I mean, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. And to say that he is just doing this for himself, oh, he's worse than Kevin Nash, well, I'm just, I'm telling you right now, how he has made an impact in professional wrestling, some people may not understand, and that's fine. Okay. Some people who are just casual fans say, well, CM Punk wasn't as good as he was when he was fresh off the cuff, you know, from 2012 at AEW, been a company back then, you know, this is what would have happened. Let's take a look at his prior career. He started out in Ring of Honor. And in 2006, or two, yeah, when it was 2005, 2006, he left because he wanted something bigger. He wanted something better. He wanted to make an impact. And some people may remember his career, his brief stint in WWE. He, won, he did win Money in the Bank. He, oh my God, man, I will never forget how he changed the way we looked at professional wrestling as far as a group of people who are used to seeing their your typical he, uh, heels, baby faces, whatever. He changed the way I looked at it. Because he said, I'm retiring the phrase, the voice to the voiceless, because I'm here. The very beginning of the show, I did not want to uniform. I did not want to, because I never have conformed. Maybe for work, but, you know, not this show, ever. <clears throat> it's very important to me to relay you guys stuff about CM Punk because impact, positive or negative, whether you whether you as fans or we as fans want to admit it, not you, we, whether you want to shit all over his return and say this is all going to, you know, have less impact and it's not going to prove a damn thing, well, we may be in for a treat, man, because some guys need that second run, whether they still got it or they don't have it. And yes, he's known for his controversial past. Yes, CM Punk did not exit on a good note with Triple H or Vince McMahon from WWE. But we're not here to focus today on that particular moment in time. Well, I am. I'm not going to focus on it. Here and now in professional wrestling, boy, it was about ready to put me to sleep. And I'll admit something to you guys. I had to rewatch 
SummerSlam. I had to rewatch NXT TakeOver, and when I did, I was happy because, you know, I saw what had been missing from AE, no, WWE in quite some time. I think that the changes may have been made last minute, but you know what? It's because they saw the ratings when CM Punk's return actually took place. I'm pretty sure that people did pay attention from both sides. Um, and I do want to I do want to try and find what those ratings were. He didn't do so well in UFC, and people need to understand that's. Dynamite drew 1.172 million viewers up from the previous Wednesday's number of 975,000 viewers. It drew a cable rating of 0.80, the highest rating for a Dynamite episode since its debut back in October of 2019. This is according to Forbes. I, I... Brock Lesnar's WWE return happened at last minute due to CM Punk's AEW debut. Well, now that's definitely going to get people chatting. It definitely has a lot of the podcasts outside of this one saying to ourselves, saying, wow, now we have a war. Now we have something to build off of. It's a rarity now. That I pay attention all the way through a goddamn show because I got a lot on my plate, mentally, physically. I'm quite the fat ass. But the point is, it's a rarity now for me to be so enthralled with one particular person when, in fact, this guy has been told, well, you walked out. I don't necessarily think the dude walked out. I just think that circumstances as they had happened, you know, it's there's definite time for WWE to get off their ass and try and re-sign people. Now that FTR's out, I don't think they're going back to WWE, but I, you never know. Jericho being joked about not coming back to if he if he goes back to WWE, do you have any idea the implications of you know he said that I've never had a bad relationship with Vince. Is this true? I don't know. I don't go back behind the fucking curtain and ask, hey, do you get along with this asshole? Hey, do you get along with this person? There's a lot of things that CM Punk has done, and it it has shook the foundations of both AEW and WWE. Whether or not they want to admit it, I know one side's happy that Punk is there, and he finally decided to. Uh, <clears throat> he decided to come out of retirement, get off his ass, and basically prove to the world that he's not going anywhere. And yes, it may be a different company than most would have expected, but I mean, look who you have running the show. You've got Tony Khan. You've got Chris Jericho helping out, you know. You've got Vince McMahon. You've got Triple H. You have a laundry list of people on that end. 
what I am trying to convey to you all is he changed the fucking landscape of pro wrestling in this in today's age. Despite what most people think who don't care, they're like, I watch UFC, I watch boxing. Well, this is wrestling. And it makes it all the more better that we have something to base our fandom off of instead of just one particular group, one particular character. And it's going to be so cool, dude. Now I can DVR this shit, come home from work, work out while watching this, watching this guy, and not just him, how he interacts with Sting, Darby Allen, Moxley, uh, Nick Gage. Um, I can Kenny Omega, Brian Tillman Jr., the whole list. I can guarantee you CM Punk's probably going to – I don't speak for him, but if I was to guess, CM Punk is probably going to want to face as many guys as he can so that when he ends, you know, his run, whenever that may be, he can literally say, I feel relieved. I feel satisfied. I feel that I truly did my best and that I am still the best in the world. He said, I don't like speaking for anybody. I just, I'm guessing. But... It's one of the reasons why I look up to the dude. Why? Because he's not afraid. Screw barriers. They're meant to be broken down. Screw the people that tell you you're not big enough. You're not strong enough. You're not what we are looking for. Keep breaking those barriers down is what he's sending a message to everybody. He's like, I may be in my 40s, but, or mid, yeah. I may be of not, you know, a spring chicken anymore, but here I am. And what impact he's made ever since doing so. I mean, there are people raving about, there are wrestling fans that are raving about his return and how much it's meant to them. And, my God, it was just so cool, you know, even to just, Come across something so monumental, so cool, so momentous that even the critics, you know, that said, "Well, this won't last long." I feel that it's not good. It's not a good idea to shit all over somebody that is <clears throat> or has made it his comeback. You know, I know I'm probably gonna have some friends tell me that are wrestling. That they'll say. Well, it may not last long because we don't know. We haven't seen him in ring. He's been training. It's not like the guy hasn't been training. Um, It's just, I don't know how many times I had told people in in my friend circle that are wrestling fans, it would be really cool if CM Punk just dropped a debut, you know, or debuted at this pay-per-view or helped out, you know, with this. It was a, it was a, passerby conversation it really I really honestly didn't think I would see him ever again standing in a wrestling ring yes so far he's just talked on a microphone hope you know some people are saying well hopefully it's not empty words and empty promises when you have a guy that stood and delivered not only in ring of honor but he wrestled Axel Rotten he's wrestled Chris Guy he's wrestled Eddie Guerrero Sammy Zayn 
The list goes on and on. Kevin Owens. Each match is definitely unique. And it's not, you know, a testament to Will. It's CM Punk's trying to tell us all a message. I'm here. If you guys can't understand that, then watch the show. Sit back and watch because that's what he thrives on. He thrives on proving people wrong. And once upon a time, Shawn Michaels thrived upon that and he was labeled as a prick because, you know, there were certain things going on in his life that weren't very good things. But like CM Punk, was he a rebel? Or was he forced to become a rebel because of what was going on with the Monday Night Wars? I I just want to point out CM Punk's run right now, is it considered a run since he hasn't worked in seven years? He hasn't gotten a match. He hasn't had a match yet. But yet, already things have changed. Drastically Not figuratively speaking Not metaphorically speaking They have Things have changed The way that Vince and them Are approaching How they are Booking matches So they don't lose Even more fans They've lost a lot Since people like To bellyache Congrats about Becky Lynch Winning the title Okay That's wrestling You're not going to like everything. I'm not going to like everything. We all are not going to like everything. But we come back to watch it like moth to a flame. It's not... It's not rocket science. It's not very difficult. We'll sit and watch it at TV. And we'll keep complaining and bitching because it's our job as fans. We just And CM Punk is one of those guys that no matter what goes down, I'm going to tell you right now, it's always going to be one hell of a fucking ride to watch what CM Punk has to say. It's always going to be, you're going to be on the edge of your seats, some of us. Or maybe if you don't want to be on the edge of your seat, that's okay. Because I would rather watch a guy that is not afraid. And Bray Wyatt's one of those people. I cannot wait. I am so – you have no idea. Even if he signed with AEW and they're keeping some of the context of his character in together, whether he's not going to interact with CM Punk – He's also a dude that's not afraid. He's not afraid at all. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride, keep my hands and feet and ride at all times, and just watch CM Punk go to work. That's just the type of dude that I am. It's going to be fun. 
pretty much almost it. I mean, you have a guy that come into or came into AEW two weeks ago. And every show that he's been on, fans are just waiting on it. The Colts personality hits by Living Color and you see CM Punk come out that curtain and I'm my eyes light up because it's like, wow, you have a guy that basically drove the WWE to do the correct things for the fans, which Wow, is that all it took with CM Punk to uh, help where help was needed? By accident, did he make impact for both sides? I can answer that question, and I've been running around in a circle talking, but yes, CM Punk has definitely made an impact ratings-wise. He's made an impact uh, mentality-wise, so it's all good. We all can commiserate with the best of them, correct? Doesn't take much. In this day and age, you won't find a more controversial voice. And sure, you've got your your stereotypical characters that in like John Cena or Lesnar or Roman Reigns or your Dominic and Rey Mysterios, your Street Profits, your Finn Balors, but no one even can come close to what CM Punk has done in the span of three weeks. There's so much hype going into the match with Darby Allen. And even if it's a shit-tastic match, guess the fuck what? It doesn't matter. What matters is how, when, where, what is CM Punk going to do next? What kind of impact will he have the next following week or the week after that or the week after that or the week after that? Look, the man is somebody that you cannot pinpoint He's not going to predictably say what you tell him to say. They probably sat back and said, let him run. Let him challenge whomever he wants to challenge. Let him work whoever he wants to work with. I mean, I'm pretty sure that entire fucking roster is excited to have him. Um, Versus, as, you know, some people have put it, it's like walking on eggshells. They just said that Adam Cole took, you know, the social media out for uh, WWE, and some of you wanted me to touch base on that. Let me say this. Adam Cole can go wherever the hell he wants to go. It doesn't have to be AEW, but even though Britt Baker kind of hinted at it, you know, she's doing her thing and Adam's doing his. I don't think WWE knew what to do with him. It's kind of a common phrase when people get released or they ask for their release. Adam Cole didn't have any bad juju with WWE. He really didn't. So all I'm going to say is I'm not going to get behind the fucking politics of professional wrestling. I'm just going to enjoy the fucking ride and watch for you know watch it for what it is. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> say if you didn't like what you heard, 
this afternoon or evening, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And happy birthday, pizza. Can't wait to have you on the show next week, all right? So that's all, folks. I'm going to commiserate, get ready to go back to work on Monday. And thank you for listening to this show. It really means a lot. Tune in. Our episodes are free to download on iTunes 24 hours after the airing date. And you can always tune in or look on Blog Talk Radio under Russell Radio Network for further episodes and past episodes. To those bitches I got to eat, I love you all, but, you know, my ugly mug has to eat. Hit the music, please, maestro. Personality, the cultural personality.